Hey there, Chavra. Um, just a little bit about myself and I'll get right into it. So recently I started a general practice residency for dental. Um, and it's been interesting getting out there in the world surrounded by, you know, everyone else out there and how it can slowly take an impact on you. And I just wanted to make sure that going into this, I want to do it in the right way, on the right foot, um, making sure I stay connected, stay strong, and being or the goyim out there. And in order to do that, I think I really got to um, make some moves and uphold by these three R's that I, I think are key to residency. And as a resident, I think that is, I need to reconnect, recharge, and be rejuvenated. And I hope that you guys feel that and can I can share that with you guys too. So I want to reconnect to what I know is to be true and that's my learning Torah. Get recharged and go out there, feel rejuvenated and do the best I can do. So I'm planning to learn a little bit from Olam Hamidot, which is a cipher by Rabbi Dan Kestenbaum from Waterbury. Great Rabbi, you should search him up, listen to Shirim. Especially if you're, on date, if you're dating these days, he's got a great four four-part four series on dating that I found was really helpful when I was in that. So, just a shout-out to him. I'm going to start off with the second parak in the Sefer. It's Olam HaEmet, and it's called Emet He Yisod HaBidyam. So, Hekdamnu et midat HaEmet lekolomidot ha'acherot shaharei hi yisod shaleb nuyin kolomidot. So, he starts off with midat HaEmet first out of everything because he is saying that that is the foundation to every other midah. Because a person cannot fix himself if he doesn't recognize his weaknesses and his lackings, his chesronot. And he he wouldn't want to fix himself if he's not really striving for truth. Right, emet is a likened to the foundation of a of a house, of a structure, of a building. That has to be stable and sturdy from day one. Because if not, then everything that's built upon that unsturdy and unstable foundation and shaky foundation will come down crumbling upon it. And if a person is not truthful and genuine and honest and his searching out his because then everything that he builds on his own will surely come crumbling down. The Amr Chazal and Sanhedrin Samech Dalad Amunala Shechot Moshe Lakadish Baruchu Emet that the signature of Hashem is Emet. Umitzvah Leino Lelecha B'Derechav and it's upon us to follow in Hashem's ways, right? Ve'halachta B'Derechav, and therefore it's upon us to to also live by that midah of Emet. V'Yerot Shekol Mahotenu Mahotenu Iyerak Emet that our entire being and essence is an Emetic one. Amr Chazal also in Sanhedrin. And Chazal teach that anyone who's flip floppy and not true to his words is Ki'ilu over Avodazara. So we see that in both Psukim we have the Lashon of Mitatea. Why is Shekhar a liken to Avodazara? Venira al Piagmara in Sanhedrin, Yodim Anu Hay Yodim Hayu Israel Davodak Avodakhavim Israel, 
were were delved and involved in avodah kachavim she'ein b'manish, and they knew that there was nothing to it. Velo avdu avodah kachavim elo lehatir lehem araya b'farhes, and the only reason they did that was to justify to themselves the araya b'farhes, yeah, you know, the illicit actions that they were that they had a tile for. V'rak batar da'aviku ba, and only after do they do this not l'shem shemayim kiyilu. Then they came to actually like the Avodah Zarah component. And there's a question that we should ask on them. That if they really knew that the Avodah Kachavim was such a Sheker, and the only reason they did that was to get to the Araya component, right? Why do they need to go through that first step of Avodah Zarah? Why not just jump straight to the Araya? It's, it's obvious. They didn't want to go straight to what they knew was for sure awful and evil without some form of justification beforehand. Because they would have been disappointed and disgusted with themselves if there was no form of justification for what they were doing. And therefore, they had to find a way to justify the raya that they were trying to get to and do. And that which we just said that that uh, that they really that they knew that there's nothing really to avodukachavim and it's really halavashtud. That's really internally they they knew it. There's they knew it for real inside. Aval, what do they do? They put on a mask and conceal that truth and blighten themselves to just believe that what they were doing was okay. And we see that because of this, that just like that reason, we can liken Shekhar to Avodah Zarah. Shehare Kamor Hasiba Avodah Zarah, he mishum she Adam wrote to the Chasat the Emmet, Kedele Malata Avodah. Because the reason that someone goes into Avodah Zarah is because he wants to cover up and conceal the truth and to fulfill his taivas that come along with Avodah Zarah. Kumoshi Kadav Rabbi Achanan Wasman Zitzal, Vaer, Echitachan Shatinok, Ben Yudgimo Shana Vatinok, but Yudbet Shana, Hitchaiva Ben Munad Shana. Rabbi Achanan Wasman asked the question, how could it be that a person, a, a man of 13 years and a, a woman of 12 years is chayv all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in the Hashem. Ma, ma shenichshalu ba, filo filosofim, hagidolim kamari, so that even the greatest philosophers in human history failed to oblige by. Ela kamoshikhatu vindvarim. Hashokhadi avar enei chachamim. And the reason is, because shokhad, the bribery, ya avar enei chachamim. Blinds even the eyes of the of the smartest people. And it explains that the people that are so sunken into their taivas of the of this world of olam hazeh are considered meshuchadim, are considered bribed. And they are blind; they cannot see the truth. But someone who is not sunken into his taivas. That someone who is not sunken into those taivas, he has no problem discerning what is really truth in the Muna and Hashem. 
I heard that this is the reason that people who believe in other religions that are full of nothing and emptiness, they don't ask questions on their religion and why and, and how come. And when we look at ourselves and our brothers and sisters, we ask questions left, right, and center on everything that the Torah is teaching us and, and why this mitzvah and how come and how does that make sense. And we find it sometimes very difficult to believe in the Amita of Torah. And the reason for this is because the other religions don't really oblige and, and um, command the people to really do much besides to just believe. And they even give pleasure to the people that, that say that they believe. But the Torah to us, it obliges us and commands us to fulfill the 613 mitzvot. And it, 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 it manifests in every actions of, the, of, of our days. The little things, the big things, it, it, it really comes into play. And we live our life by this code. And it's just human nature to want to dismiss and, and kind of cast off these obligations. And there is to know And there is that some people are so strong in their convictions that they're even, they're even willing to die for their Vodah Zarah. That the Gemara and Yoma brings down a case. So this Duki came in and brought Ketorah on his own and tried to do the Kohen Gadol service by himself. And he was even happy with his actions. He was very happy about it. And his father you know, kind of approached him and, and kind of confronted him. The Amarle Bni, even though we're stukim, we're still scared. And the son said back and the son replied, the entire, my entire life I've been thinking about this one puzzle, from within the cloud I'll see the kaporet. And when will this? Well, when will I have the opportunity to to fulfill that pasuk? And now that it came to this opportunity came to my hand, I'm not going to fulfill it. He took it. And it's really a pella. It's really a wonderment that this stuki was willing to, to, to sacrifice and give up his life for this mitzvah. And he even quoted Rabbi Akiva. Not quoted directly, but he said similar to what Rabbi Akiva said. When Rabbi Akiva was in the time of it, on, on his deathbed, when he was passing on Kiddush Hashem. That he told the students, my entire life I've been distressed about fulfilling this positive of Bechol Nashcha that we say in Shema. Afilu nota nishmatcha, even if it takes out your soul. Amarti mata yavoliyada vekamenu, when will it come to my hand that I shall fulfill this pasuk? Ve'achshashvav yadi loikam, I know now that I have the opportunity to die 
Bechol Nashcho, I'm not going to fulfill it? Of course I will. Umar haya sofo shel oto tztuki. And what was the end of that tztuki? Amrisham, lo hayu yomi muatim achimet. Not a long time passed before he died. Behutel be'ashba. And he was thrown in the garbage. Vahayu tolayim yoti mechoto. And worms were crawling out of his nose. Vahatam she'av shehemin shikavanatol l'shem shemaim. And even though he believed that his convictions were the shem shemaim, mikol makam kol shitotav hayu muyusadim al-ritzonat shal shakir. Nevertheless, his entire direction and his shita and his thought and perspective were founded in Sheker. Because he didn't really want to make Hashem's will. And his punishment is greater than what, 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 what can be bared. That he invested his life in a life of Sheker. That's Chelek Gov. Next time, we'll go with Chelek Bet. Guys, thank you so much. Hope this can help anyone. Um, much love and simcha. Keep strong, boys.